by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. Oh, my oh gosh. My, gosh. Oh my, my heart God. is beating so fast. It's been a while. It's been about a year, to be exact. Yeah. It flew by so quick. I know. I feel like we just released episodes, but now thinking back, like, yeah, it's been a really long time. And, you know, I think that it's been so incredible that so many of you guys have still been reaching out, even though we have been on this like year long hiatus, that you guys are still listening to old episodes and thinking of us. I think that that's so crazy. To give a little bit of an update of the two of us, 2018 was hectic to say the least. (laughs) At that point, we had been doing the podcast for a year. Mm -hmm. We had like 40 three episodes we barely took really any breaks we just kept going we're on fire yeah exactly like we were on this like high and it was great because I think that we were really excited to be creating content you guys had such a positive response it was really fun to do but then I think that we just got burned out like we we didn't plan accordingly and then we just really burned ourselves out and then life got really hectic 2018 there was a lot of stuff that happened including the fact that I moved back to LA 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 welcome Back to the West Coast, West Coast living. And then Christine started her life coaching. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. 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 I did. I did. I mean, 2018, we realized that both of us were in very different places because Regina moving back, all of those getting her life back together and then moving back home and what that meant, that transition. And for me, I was still in this like depressive period of time but then I wanted to grow and move I was so ready to like burst out and transform but I didn't know what that looked like and I finally signed up for this life coaching program that I had been eyeing for like a year I did that back in November and it completely changed my life so me and Regina were on really just different tracks but we both had our mindset on restarting PIP again and going into season three but even that has been a journey so for us Regina we should really take a moment right now to like appreciate the fact and just like marinate on the fact that we are recording. I know. This is something that has been such a struggle just to get to this point. And I mean, we'll share more of that as the season goes along. But just for us to get to this point right now to hit record and have an outline and topics to talk about is actually something that I think both of us should be really proud of. So I'm really proud of you, Regina. Oh, thanks. I'm proud of me and you too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, exactly like what Christine said. I think that moving back to LA was a huge transition for me, which was weird because I thought that it would be such a seamless thing. You know, this is home. My family's here. I have friends here, but it ended up being like a lot more taxing than I expected. And so I think that, you know, as Christine said, it took a few months for us to get to this point of recording, but I am excited to be here. My heart is not beating as quickly as it was when we first hit record. And, uh, I think I think we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, after we ended season two, I think we both felt like we said a lot. And at least for me personally, I was like, I don't know what else I have left to say. But now that we've transitioned into like a new chapter of both of our lives, there's so much to say now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that now that, you know, we 
have gone through a bit more of a transformation, feel more open, I think that we're ready to start season three. Right, right. The intention is there and it's aligned with who we are, what we believe in. And so we're so excited for season three with you guys. Yes. So are you you ready to jump into today's episode? Yes, I am. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about perfection and how it is so easy to be paralyzed by it. I know that this is something that both of us have gone through and probably many of you guys can relate to as well. It's definitely something that I am still going through, but it's just this idea that perfection is something that we're always trying to obtain. But at a certain point, I feel like it can be more damaging than it is good as a motivator because I feel like whenever I think of perfection, I think of all the movies that I watch of like the popular girls and like they are all so seemingly just perfect, their skin, their hair, their lives. And I think that is something that really can hinder someone's self-esteem when they feel like their lives aren't going as perfectly or as smoothly as the movies make it seem. And so today we really just wanted to dive into that and like how chasing perfection has made us feel, how it's affected our lives in the past, how it still continues to affect us today, and like how we're trying to combat it. You know, some days are better than others, of course. But overall, I think that perfection is something that... mm, That you currently struggle with? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Even just saying that statement, you're like, how do I... Yeah, I'm like, how do I transition into this? Because it is something that... I still really, really do struggle with. And also we wanted to touch upon the fact of with perfection also comes this paralysis analysis, Mm. which you basically get stuck. And that feeling of, oh, I don't know what next move to make. I'm scared of what may happen. And just going through all the endless options and possibilities and just really being afraid to take a step forward because you're trying to achieve that perfect outcome, that perfect choice. And therefore you actually never make a decision moving forward. So that's how all of this wrapped up with perfection as well as analysis paralysis really wants to dive into what happens in our minds, how we've experienced that in our lives, and also what we're currently doing to better the process of how do we tell ourselves to move forward that what does perfection really mean to us? What does failure really mean to us? And all of these play into what it means to really take hold of your own life and empower yourself to make the right choices for yourself. So Regina, let's get into, <laughs> let's how, <dive> into it. <laughs> how perfect, let's go into it. Regina, how has perfection and analysis paralysis really affected your life? I will say that this idea of perfection has been like a common thread through all of the ups and downs in my life. And that's something that like occurred to me as I was writing this outline. I think that Analysis paralysis is definitely something that has really, really shown up in the past year, I would say, mm. um, given the fact that like, I feel like, in a way, blessed that I have so many options, but also cursed because mm-hmm. there's just too many decisions to make and too many ways to quote unquote, end up in failure, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's such a good insight. Because that is, it's like as many options as there are, that equals as many options of failure. Yeah. <laughs> Past the failure. Exactly, well. exactly. And so I think growing up for me, 
I watched a lot of movies <laughs> and TV and mm. there's always the popular person, right? And obviously they're very obviously perfect. But then even with the protagonist who is quote unquote, like, you know, not popular, not pretty, not perfect, they still end up with that like perfect ending, you know? So in mm. a way, all the characters in whatever movie or whatever you watch as a child, everybody is seemingly perfect. Mm. So I didn't realize how much that affected me growing up. But I think that I just always looked at that and I was like, oh, one day, one day my life is going to be that way. Mm. Like everything will just work out. Everything will be effortless and there's no struggling. Mm -hmm. There's no analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. It just comes because that's just how you are. It should just be that easy and simple if it's right. Yeah, exactly. Or like if there is struggle, it, it's, it's like a five to 10 minute arc yeah. <laughs> in the TV show episode, you know, right. and then it, and then it's over. And like, for me, I feel like I've been going through that for the past year and it's been so hard to get out of it. And I feel like because of that, it's been really discouraging. And then I become afraid to make any decisions because I feel like whatever decision I make, could potentially be the wrong one. Like, I don't think about it in the way that like, oh, it could work out. I just keep thinking of like, oh, I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. So let me like try to plan 10 steps ahead, mm. which obviously never works. Um, but in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm planning and not making decisions, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I can just keep planning and planning and planning. And my quote unquote, I'm planning is basically just prolonging the fact that like I have to make a decision. Totally, totally. Because it's really just avoiding the real issue mm -hmm. of the decision making process because you don't want to fail. You're already going in thinking, how am I going to fail? How do I avoid it? So like that totally makes sense as to why, you know, the longer you take to make a decision, the longer it takes for you to fail. Yeah, exactly. And I think as I got older, I was like, why is life just not effortless? Like, I don't understand. It's so hard. Every decision I make, it feels so final. I just became so afraid to make decisions. And I think that that became very apparent in the past year, especially in moving back and all of that, you know, job searching, wanting to start up a podcast again, wanting to start up perhaps my YouTube channel again. Like, I think that there was just so much potential and like, I was so excited by that potential, but at the same time, like I was so afraid of starting to work at it because then my brain would just be like, okay, well, here are all million things that could go wrong. Here are all the other people who are doing it much better than you. And here are all the reasons why you could never be as successful as those other people. Mm. Like I, that's all my brain could focus on. Mm. But then I would look at other people who are doing it and who are succeeding at it. And then I started to see those as my failures. Yeah. Like I started to associating that right you know right. because that's your fear it's your insecurity so you're projecting it onto other things that you see as a reflection of who you are mm -hmm. and really what they accomplish what they do has nothing to do with you just like what you do in life has nothing to do with them exactly and really it's a reflection of your own life and struggle as you continue forward because to reach let's say the point now of us recording for season three you know that it was not seamless <laughs> it was not effortless it was not like in the movies mm -hmm. you know but that only yeah. means that well, to get to this point it means so much more mm -hmm. because there's so much that we had to overcome it doesn't take away from the quality or the content that we're creating if anything there's even more in depth 
there because we had to learn not to say the hard way but we had to learn it through our own ways Mm -hmm. and that's not shown like us talking about it right now mentioning it in the podcast everyone who's listening doesn't know the hardships that we went through right from the outside it just looks like oh yeah they're recording again yay all is well i'm so happy which is great yeah but then we know the struggle we know what we had to overcome and still continuously struggle with on a daily basis Mm -hmm. right so for you even to record today you're like i'm so nervous oh my god like how am i gonna communicate but Mm -hmm. really you're doing it now and that's really the point of taking a step forward right Mm -hmm. which is what you're doing yeah I think that the other thing too is that it's hard to admit that like oh it was difficult to get here because when you go through it it doesn't seem like that big of a deal in a way you know like you start undermining yourself and you're like oh well if I can do it it probably wasn't that hard or it wasn't that difficult right if I can do it anybody can do it kind of like mentality and then you start to undermine yourself and you don't look at those things as accomplishments you just kind of look at it as like oh another check off the to-do list right and that's really changing the dialogue that happens inside our heads Mm -hmm. it is taking a moment and being like Regina you moved back to LA you were talking about it for like three four years (laughs) when we met to LA and you finally did it and like it's so easy for us because we've been conditioned to humble ourselves or to be like, it's not a big deal. But no, like to get to this point, you've overcome a lot. So giving yourself credit in those moments, especially when our inner critic starts to say things like, oh my God, like hurry up or mm-hmm. like, why aren't you doing more of this? And it's like, actually, no, take a moment to be like, no, I've overcome a lot and I've come really far. I still want to do a lot more, but to get to this point now, it really wasn't easy. Yeah. And I think that that's really hard for a lot of us to do. I know it's extremely difficult for me to do. Yeah, I think that that also added to like my analysis paralysis because I never acknowledged the things that I did. I never acknowledged the things that I accomplished. I just kept looking at what everyone else was doing and all of their accomplishments and only focusing on that and not any of their struggle because who posts struggles on social media, right? It's like the movies and like TV shows you watch who posts the struggle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so like with every friend who was posting a promotion, an engagement, a new job, a new achievement, it was just like adding to my list of things that I didn't accomplish even though they were never my tasks to accomplish in the first place. Right, right. Well, we've talked about this before in previous episodes where, you know, when you're watching somebody else's highlight reel Mm -hmm. and then having it be a reflection on like what you're not doing. And it's always like just trying to keep up, it seems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like embracing the fact that we all have different journeys. Mm -hmm. The stories that you're going to tell, the content that you're going to create can be so different from the other people out there because of your journey. Yeah. And, you know, of course, on like good days, you'll look at all the things that other people are accomplishing and you'll see it as motivation as like, oh, wow, good for them. Like, I want to do that too. Or, hey, I want to reach that level of quote unquote success, but in my own way. And that's great. But I think that a lot of the times, and I'm sure, you know, you've gone through these days too, where it's just bad. You just see everybody else doing well and Of course, you're happy for them, but I think that it just, it feels like a punch to the gut. Yeah. Like, because it just feels like, damn, they're doing so well. And I think that was another thing that I had to remind myself too, where when I'm looking at someone else's success, I'm probably looking at their day like 400, 500 of couple hundred (laughs) days of hard work and stress and their persistence to push through. 
And I'm starting really from the bottom. And I think that that's the one thing that we always need to remind ourselves. Like, again, you know, everybody will go through different struggles and some may achieve success much quicker than others, but it really matters how you go through Mm -hmm. it and like the amount of dedication and effort that you put in and, you know, you're going to hit hurdles, but it's the persistence to push through that really determines your outcome and your success. Yes, yes. And that really reminds me of the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And that's the concept that with a fixed mindset, we go into things thinking either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Like you're either born with that amount of smartness, that amount of talent, that amount of skill, like, oh, she's so talented in basketball, you know, and he just gets good grades. You know, they're just born with it. But it kind of encompasses this all or nothing mentality. When you face an obstacle or a challenge, it's like, oh, I'm not as smart as I think I am. I didn't make the team. I didn't land the job. These natural life experiences, then with a fixed mindset, you're like, oh, okay, then I don't have it. I can't do anything about it. Somebody else is just naturally more talented at that. That's just so incorrect. It isn't all or nothing. Really, it comes with a growth mindset where just like Regina said, it comes with hard work and dedication. Making up the difference comes with a growth mindset. You can get better with practice, with a daily goal of accomplishing tasks and slowly getting there. That's how you grow. That's how you actually make the difference. Some people are born with more natural talent in certain things, but talent really only takes you so far. To really strive to make the difference for anybody. This is the great thing about growth mindset. Anybody can accomplish this. Like anyone with some work and dedication and just focus, you can still make up the difference or even exceed from people who have just a natural talent and are not working at it. Working with a growth mindset is something that, you know, we should strive to really embrace. Whereas it's not that I'm not good enough. It's that you can be. You just have to give yourself the time. I was listening to this Audible and they're talking about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And she brought up Michael Jordan. And did you know that Michael Jordan got cut from his high school varsity team? Wow, that's crazy. I know, right? Can you imagine if Michael Jordan had quit then? Because a lot of athletes, when they don't make a team, they usually quit because they're just like, I don't have it. I'm not good enough. I didn't Mm -hmm. make it, right? But Michael Jordan went home and his mom was like, well, work harder for whatever reason why he got cut. It's like, she just said, you just have to work towards your skills. And that really is such a motivation. And like, if Michael Jordan had quit, he would not be known. The world would have no Michael Jordan being known as one of the best basketball players of all time. And that could be you, right? Regina, Mm -hmm. you could be one of the best known YouTubers of all time. But if you are frozen by analysis paralysis or stuck on the fixed mindset of, I just don't have it, like somebody else, like Jen M, she's just so perfect and amazing and effortless. I'm never going to be that way. And you quit because of that, then the world may never, ever know what it is to live to your fullest Mm -hmm. potential. And the world needs that. Yeah, I think that it's definitely something that I... Obviously, as you can tell with the way that I'm struggling with my words, I'm still going through it because, I mean, of course, everything that you're saying, I completely agree with and I understand, but I also understand what it's like to hear that and know that, but still like freeze up, right? Right. right. Where you're like, I know all I have to do is be like Nike, just do it. (laughs) But then I also know what it's like to be on the other side where it's hard to look at the people that you admire and just think, oh, I will never get to that or be that. And I think that that is something that I'm learning to deal with on a 
day-to-day basis still. And even, you know, writing this outline and figuring all this stuff out, like it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of patience. But I'm glad that with a project like this, I have someone like Christine by my side who's encouraging me. And I think that it helps to have that like accountability partner as well, because then it's like, hey, we both want this. So we can like both work towards this together. I mean, I completely relate to trying to achieve perfection too. Thinking back, this idea of perfection stems from my mom and growing up in my childhood that she was always super hypercritical of me and me being her firstborn, her wanting to prove to the family that, you know, just like the golden child, how do we have her be the best that she can be? So she was super critical of everything. And from that, I interpreted trying to get her validation was equal to me being loved by her. So if she approved of the things that I did, then that means that she loved me. And that's just from a really young age. That's how I interpreted that situation into my head. So perfection to me equal that I would be loved and accepted. And as I've gotten older and grown into adulthood, it's manifested in many different ways. So even at work or amongst my friends, I just have this need to be perfect all the time and to overcompensate because I want to be loved and accepted by them. And I already feel like there's an innate lack in myself of not being good enough. So I have to overcompensate or I have to be perfect. And that makes me scared to be anything less than perfect. So I noticed that pattern because it just... You know, I also had analysis paralysis. There are many projects that I've started and never finished because I was scared of failure. Just like Regina said, just looking stupid and having other people see my flaws and then me not being good enough. So I don't even try. So the mindset of like, if I can't get it right the first time, then I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Why even bother, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And yeah, that's where you get stuck and you never make a move because how can you, that's such a hard task especially if you've never done it before. How can you be expected to make a flawless project and outcome if this is one of your first times trying it? So just being tied to a perfect outcome was already one of the first red flags. And I had talked about this Mm -hmm. uh, series, this YouTube series that I started and filmed like 13 episodes called Let's Be Honest. And that's a perfect example of, yeah, I got started. Yeah, I filmed 13 episodes But I just could not complete it because I was just so scared of it being judged and me being criticized for it. And honestly, I completely relate to you, Regina, when you're like thinking 10 steps ahead because I took this project and made it such a monumentous thing as if it defined my core and inner being. And I put so much on myself. I was like learning how to edit for the first time. (laughs) I was trying to put together end slates and you know obviously I had experience being a producer which is why getting it filmed was not as big of a deal because I already had that experience but it was the post and it was me standing behind this project all by myself I just felt the enormity of that situation and I never finished it it's so crazy though to think that like As you're saying this, like, obviously I was there with you when you were planning and super excited about it. And like, it's crazy to think like what we build up in our heads, because when you were doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way that this won't be successful. Right. Really? Yeah. 
And I think that like, it's nice to have an outside opinion because I know I get the same way where I just think in my head, like, oh my God, this is like terrible. It's going to fail. Like you build up this like really dramatic scenario in your own head before it even happens. (laughs) Call us dramatic or whatever. But like, I think that we have the tendency to just create this like monster inside of our heads and it has nothing to do with anyone else but ourselves like I'm sure that when you were doing let's be honest all you could think of were all the negative comments that were coming in right I was being hypercritical of every little thing I was like oh we didn't record that right I didn't say that right how am I supposed to edit this and it just seem like such a mountain to overcome. Exactly. Versus like, I think that's one of the things too, that this podcast has really helped us out with, because even though we may not have said it perfectly or have not said it the way that we wanted to, at least we're saying it and at least we're creating the content. And I think that that has really opened up my eyes and helped me build confidence in the way that it's like, oh, hey, like I can do this. I can do something. And produce content that is tangible that can be, you know, thrown out into the interworld and have it be a success. You know, I don't want to downplay, like I do think of this podcast as a success. And I think that that is something that is really important for us to hold on to. Like the fact that like, Hey, perfectly imperfect. I can guarantee you that most people in the world have not heard about our podcast, nor do we have the most listens or top whatever. But I think in our hearts, the community that we've created and all of you guys listening to us, that is a success. And I think to be able to hold on to that is just so, so important. Yes, yes. And that's actually one of the things that going into the next section of advice and what we've learned is define what does success and failure really look like to you? Because if you really write it down and you really look at it, it's like, okay, failure, that means everyone's going to laugh at me. That means that I'm not going to be respected. I'm not going to find another job. You know, it's like you said, it sounds way more dramatic in your head mm-hmm. than in reality. If that's a lesson that actually happens, happens, then maybe there's that big of a difference that you still have to go in learning what that lesson is. Like for me, I'm starting my own business right now in life coaching. I've never had that experience before, but that just means that if my definition of failure is that I'm going to mess up people's lives, I'm not going to be able to make money and all these things. Well, that just means I have that much to learn. That's all part of the process of the lessons that you learn along the way with each step. You can learn and adjust. It is within your control to make those adjustments. And that's where the empowerment comes in. And when you define what success is, it really grounds yourself in what your true intentions are. So going back to what Regina said about our podcast, success at the end of the day for Pip, for myself, is that me and Regina can both create something that we both love and enjoy spending the time doing what we already do anyways, which is having honest and candid conversation. And we're able to do it in an organized fashion and to create something and to share it with the world so that people Mm -hmm. out there who might feel similarly will feel less alone. And to me, we really do, you know? So even at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, no one resonates with this episode. Like at least with you and me, Regina, I feel like Mm -hmm. we're doing this anyways. You know, we Mm -hmm. have these conversations all the time and you make me feel less alone. And I feel like from how far that we've come in being so nervous and recording and even the setup and figuring out all these things, we've come a long way. But that really has been, what, two years in the making to get to this point. And we've talked about how before in my depression, just before recording, I would be so hazy and not sure what I'm saying and what trying to communicate exactly what I'm feeling. But now I've worked past that. 
and it's an accomplishment. So really kind of shifting the lens of how we see the world of what perfection means and what our intentions are and what success means really makes a difference in that Mm -hmm. we have the evidence of us succeeding already. If our goal is like, oh, we're afraid to Like for you, it's like, oh, perhaps creating content for YouTube. You're already a content creator. You've already successfully created a podcast. So yes, it's a different platform. They're different, like obviously with video and all of that, but that's all part of the fun of learning. So looking at it from that perspective and that lens and staying true to your intentions will help you stay focused on what we both think is one of the most important steps, which is really using building blocks, little building blocks and little steps Mm -hmm. to build your momentum every day. Do something little every day towards your goal. That's not like, oh my God, how am I going to get 10,000 listeners by the end of the year? It's really like, what's the first little step that you can do today? Maybe it is Googling how to start a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's coming up with a YouTube name and feeling like, okay, I'm taking the first steps in starting this process and being proud of your yourself that you did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think starting small always helps, right? Like what you're saying, you know, coming up with a name, just looking up how to start what you are interested in, or just doing some research, doing some reading about others who have done what you want to do. Progress is progress. But I think that you have to be willing to be open and take those steps to push forward. Like I know for me, I struggle a lot with focus and productivity because of my ADHD. And I had to learn what works for me. I feel like I'm always like the type of person who is really excited to make New Year's resolutions, but then they end up changing or like I try to be more vague with my resolutions so that I can have like more like weekly or monthly goals. But, you know, little things that I set out for myself to do this year didn't even really have anything to do with my overall goal or like dream that I have for myself. Like some of my goals were just to work out more, read more. Reading is so important and I never made the time to do so. And now I'm on my third book of the year. And so like little things like this that I never put in the effort to do, but always said that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the matter of putting those two together. Totally. And from that, you never know from reading a book, it inspires you to actually make a step Mm -hmm. towards your goal. If you're not tied to the actual outcome of what you think should happen, you actually figure out that the journey is the outcome. That is the point. Mm -hmm. What I can do today is I'm going to meet someone that I've admired, reach out to them and really pick their brain about what it is to be a YouTuber or be an influencer or to create a podcast, whatever it is, right? You might figure out from meeting them that they might introduce you to somebody that you never even thought. And that might spark something in a whole different direction and just unlock all these things that you didn't know existed inside of you that resonated with you. So those are the key things in starting the journey and continuing the journey every single day, every single week. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just focused on, oh my God, I need to be the most influential person on Instagram and get hundreds of thousands of dollars in sponsorship money, then you're not really realizing that the true lessons or the true nuggets are in the process that will be revealed to you as you continue on. Yeah. And it's important to note that like, no one has the right answer. Right. But there are some people who are willing to push for those right answers. And that's what determines success and character. And 
once you have those things figured out, you'll create your own version of success. It's the right answer for you. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't even know what that is because we're constantly evolving and growing. So the right answer to me in my 20s is very different from right now when I'm in my 30s. So recognizing that there really is no right answer. Mm -hmm. It's just what aligns with you and that feeling and you will know it when it happens. Yeah, I think that especially in today's world where everybody is so vocal about their successes, like I started just looking at all of these options and all the things that everyone else was succeeding in and, you know, kind of looking at them as my own failure. But again, they were never my successes to begin with. So what I need to do is focus on what works well for me and what are my own goals and my own dreams instead of looking at someone else's career path or love life or just life in general and trying to emulate that because that was meant for them. And that was never my path to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's where the realization and self-awareness of what you admired or inspired to be like or got inspiration from is not exactly your path. Mm -hmm. You know, how they got their, their life experiences, how they grew up, who their parents were, the people they encountered, completely different from you. And that will completely change what your journey is. And that's what makes us all different. That's why, you know, you can have 100 makeup gurus and it seems like, oh, they're all saying and doing the same things, but actually through their life experiences and how they grow and what they've been through, they'll be able to say different things. So it's really channeling that and figuring out what it is, what, mm -hmm. what that is to you, what is your truth. And the more you experience life, the more you challenge yourself, the more that you talk to other people and grow, the more you're able to hone in on what is it that is unique to you from all of your experiences combined into one person that is you. Yeah. And another thing I know Regina talked about is holding yourself accountable. That's so important. I think for people like me and Regina, <laughs> it really helped. <laughs> it really helped that we had each other, especially in creating this project. So if you have a hard time holding yourself accountable to the things that you say that you want to do, find a friend that will hold you accountable, that will be your accountability partner throughout the process. Or find ways that you hold yourself accountable. Like through life coaching, there are different ways where people are like, oh, if I don't do this that I said I'm going to do, then I'm going to donate money to an anti-charity of my choice. So something that you don't believe in, you're going to give them money. And that might oh my be gosh. the incentive for you, yeah, to like really follow through. Like, um, I don't want to give Trump money. You know, so yeah. <laughs> there are different ways to do that. Accountability is really important in building that momentum and keeping yourself going. And also just one simple thing to just remember throughout <laughs> this whole process. It may seem a little bit too simple, but I really believe in this. It's like do more of what sparks joy and do less of what doesn't. Really that simple. And I know complications, you're like, Christine, no, like I don't like my work, but I have to make money and all that. I get it. I get it. But really it's just staying true to the simple fact of paying attention to those signs okay, yeah, you have to make money. You're currently doing something that you don't really like. Doesn't mean I'm not saying quit your job. You know, I'm just saying, take note of that. What is it that you don't like about this job? What is draining you from this? What is it that's not sparking joy? And just take note of that. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps when you're ready to transition to another job or you've really had enough or, you know, something clicks for you, you're able to be like, okay, so what sparked joy and what didn't? So Marie Kondo yourself in your own life of what mm -hmm. sparks joy and what doesn't. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And even 
if you have a job that you are really struggling with, like you can add joy in other aspects of your life. When you get home, you can invest in hobbies. You can invest in books. Like I know for me, like I was just never a reading type of person, but I love stories of fiction. So I feel like that's what I'm starting off with. Like I'm starting off with things that make me happy and that I enjoy doing and like actively will choose to do them on my own. And then from there, I think that you'll slowly realize and learn so much about yourself that the things that spark joy will soon come easily. And hopefully that'll tie into your whole vision of, you know, where you want to be in life. Totally. I love watching movies and TV shows like Regina, but once really deep character development. And there's actually been so many things that I've created and made, Mm -hmm. whether it's a blog post or episodes or just an XOXO Christine that have been inspired by something that I watched. I'm like, yes, Michael Scott, you're speaking to my soul. Like we have to make an episode about that, you know. (laughs) My favorite line from him is still, "I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious." (laughs) Oh, he has so many good ones. I declare bankruptcy is so yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's a good place to end in what we've learned and still go through. We're not saying Mm -hmm. that because we've made this episode that Regina and I have conquered this analysis paralysis or being afraid of not being perfect and all of that. Mm -hmm. But this is what we do on a daily basis to move ourselves forward inch by inch. Yeah. You know, and some days you do move back and that's okay. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's just your body and your spirit signaling, hey, something's not resonating with me. Maybe it's too big of a step. Mm -hmm. And how can you take that one goal and make it even more bite-sized? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. You know, go at your own pace. This is not a race. As long as you're doing things that resonate with your soul, that's the most important thing. Ah. (laughs) I'll let it sink in. Yeah. No, I know. I'm like thinking of all, I don't know. This is seriously felt like such a good therapy session because I feel so cleansed and ready to take on some new goals that I had. Like as we were sitting here talking about this, I was like, oh yeah, there is like a list of five new things that I'm like, hey, I want to start working towards that again. But again, in order to have that mentality, be easy on yourself, invest in yourself, take time to reflect when you can, fill yourself with good conversations with people around you, surround yourself with people who love and support you and want the best for you. And then most importantly, you have to want the best for yourself. From then on, you will be unstoppable. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. And oh my God. If you have a hard time believing in yourself, just listen to our past episodes because we talk about how much we believe in you guys and you guys are amazing and that we love you. So, you know, you'll always have a place here at Perfectly Imperfect where you are loved and accepted just as you are, just as we are. Yay! Yay. Season three! Oh my gosh! What's up? It's here and it's happening. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for tuning in a year later. I can't believe it. (laughs) 2019. 2019. Exactly. We're honestly just so floored by the support that we've gotten even during our hiatus and the excitement 
of us coming back. I mean, to us, it just literally feels like us having a conversation. So I'm really excited for what this year has in store. And I already feel like we're off to a great start. Yes. If you guys want to see what we're up to throughout the week, our social media handles will be linked down in the description below. And if you guys could, please go to our iTunes page. We would love it if you could rate and review. It honestly means so much to us to get feedback and to be able to see what you guys like and don't like. I think that really helps us with the planning of future topics. Thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yay! Love you. Bye!